I was reading a blog, I forget the name of the blog, I was reading it the other day and he said that we're never going to shake hands again. And the power of touch is so significant, there is zero chance I will not shake hands. I will extend my hand and it's up to the receiving party to say yay or nay. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? It's Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to another show. Uh, Today, we're going to be sitting down again with Jim Robinson. We're talking about uh, leadership in a crisis. And uh, what that looks like, you know, it's relevant right now because we're going through um, a, a strange time in our lives. This pandemic, COVID-19, is taking its toll on not just our country, but around the world. And right now, the leaders are going to show up. Um, they're either going to rise to the top uh, or they're going to run for the door. And so <laughs> one of those two is going to happen. Uh, and we're going to be talking about that. We're talking about innovation. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things coming up next. So stay tuned. You're not going to miss this. But before that, here's a word for our sponsor. CGP Maintenance and Construction Services Incorporated is not just a general contractor. They build, service, and maintain facilities while self-performing for some of the largest brands in the nation. With over 33 years in business, they've got what it takes to be the partner you deserve in today's fast-paced facility management marketplace. Welcome to FM Evolution. I'm your host, Sean Black, and I'm here today for our leadership series with Jim Robinson. Hey, buddy. Welcome back to the show. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Outstanding day today. I'm in Phoenix today. It's about, uh, looking at my map here, it's about 75 degrees, blue skies. Can't get much better. I am happy to say it's no longer raining and we have the same weather here. So <laughs> finally, the sun is out and it's good because, you know, we've today's topic is really, we're going to be talking about uh, leadership through a crisis, and we're in this whole mess, this COVID-19 debacle. And, uh, you know, so I'm glad to have a little sunshine in our lives right now. Makes things yeah. feel a whole lot better. Sunshine is a magic healer. It really, it really is. Uh, so one of the things I wanted to kind of bring up, and we had talked a little bit about it, is um, I actually saw an acronym yesterday. It's FEAR. Forget everything and run or face everything and rise. Um, and we talked about this at the very beginning of this COVID-19. You said, hey, this is where the leaders are going to show up. And I wonder if you could speak a little bit about that. Yeah, that fear and, you know, that, you know, the uh, F everything and run and <laughs> or face it and, and rise. Is, yep. I'm a believer in that. I, I was, you know, taught that acronym many, many years ago. I believe in that wholeheartedly, and I and I believe the the leaders are starting to rise. Um, <clears throat> frustration is a great motivator, and sometimes frustration can drive you down or drive you up. And mm-hmm. frustration is starting to make that shift. I think leaders are starting to appear. People even on our team is starting to shift how they do and and see things differently. And it's very cool to watch. And as I get weekly reports. 
not Friday reports, by the way, weekly reports from everybody. <laughs> get those reports, and, I'm, and it's intriguing to me how the team is actually seeing that. They're seeing where the leadership is actually at. They're watching and seeing the people that are crumbling under the fear factor, and it's the you know flip everything and run uh, program. And there are some of those guys and gals out there, and I understand that you know we're born in fear, we, we develop fear at some point, and we have a way to rise above that. And that takes leadership around you, and it takes you engaging that inner circle. But uh, I think we're starting to see some. Um, rise in the leadership. We're going to see brand new leaders. People that you didn't think were going to be leaders are rising up right now. Even on our team, as we've watched them. Some of the people we were kind of leaning on thinking were going to be uh, leaders at some point kind of crumbled under the, under the first, first wave of pressure, which got in more intense. Uh, and the people that we didn't really look at as leaders and managers early on are rising. And it's a it's a very interesting time. New things are coming, and it's uh, it's going to be a fun ride this next time. We've experienced so much, just changed in general with this. You know, we've had the the social distancing put in place by you know the local and state governments and federal governments and everything that they've been instituting to keep us safe. And it's been a while now. I mean, we're like what four weeks into this thing now? About that. It, yeah, we're, uh, well, it depends on which date you look at. You know, if you read the CDC or the John Hopkins, it says uh, after the first 50 cases, they started counting, and that, that puts us sometime in February. We started counting the numbers of how many infections we had in the United States. Um, so the, several orders went into place early in, in March. So we've been under pretty strict orders, you know, the shelter in place or the stay home. and Yeah. We're probably four to five weeks now. Um, I think we're on the other side. I think we're at the peak of that hill. Personally, people are, uh, the sun comes up, people change their attitudes. Yep. I always said that. But My concern is, you know, we talk about this. Twenty-one After 21 days of doing the same thing over and over again, you, you start to form new habits. Yeah. And so, I'm, you know, how do you think the shelter in place is going to affect us long term? You know, as we're going into the life after COVID. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm of the belief that business always changes anytime you have a major a major event, societal event, whether that's a recession, a depression, which we went through, no one claimed. Um, but yeah, anytime you go through that, there's a huge significant change in business and the way people operate and then, you know, see each other. And the proverbial words of social distancing will become such a nasty word at some point to mm. say, I already don't want to hear it. I'm not using that phraseology. I think society is going to be extremely irritated by that. Uh, we have to come up with a different program. Um, I was reading a blog, I forget the name of the blog, I was reading it the other day and they said that uh, we're never going to shake hands again. Well, that's not true. And the power of touch is so significant, whether it's in business or in relationship, there is zero chance I will not shake hands. It will, I would definitely be shaking hands. I will extend my hand and it's up to the receiving party to say yay or nay. But um, there's zero chance that 
Thing society would ever welcome that. I think we will have. I think we will have more uh, remote work um, as we go through these times. We also get very lean, right? We get not physically, but we get lean. In a, in Definitely not doing that right now. <laughs> in the most frugal sense of business, because we start realizing how much we are really actually capable of accomplishing. Mm-hmm. And you go from you know fifty people in the office to thirty. And you're accomplishing more with a, a leaner, meaner group. And that, once that evolves, of course, it starts to go the other way. And then you need 40 to do 30 people's worth of work. And then you need 50. So we're going to see that shift. I think we'll see that right away. We've already seen mm. people get diverse and multi-hats. You can see the unemployment rates. Um, marketing and salespeople were the first people that leaders cut. That's a gross reckless behavior. I've done it in the past, been in business a long time. It's a reckless behavior in business because it's the one thing that you need most right now. And there's millions. You can't throw a rock without hitting a marketing and a salesperson. Yeah. You of them with one rock. There's millions of them on the market today because everybody cut them. It's not the place to cut. It's the place to accelerate. It's the place to increase the marketing opportunities because on the other side is people that need these services. We have to get it to them. and We can't do that without marketing at some level. We have to do that with a high degree of sensitivity so we're not offending. Uh, but I do think we have to make jokes and, and make light of certain situations, our behaviors, not because of the COVID thing, but our behaviors around it is something that is fun to play with. So, uh, lots of things going to change in business for sure. People are leaner and meaner, and this gives us five, eight years of being lean again. Yeah. And complacency will set back in. The kind of, I mean, for me, that, well, so one of the things I want to kind of talk about is how do you move from being a reactive to proactive when you're leading your company in a situation like this? What's the, what advice would you give for, for other leaders? Uh, well, it's not easy. I can guarantee you that. Uh, at the initial onset, leaders, I did it, our leaders did it. We had to go into pacifying um, and matching, what we say, marrying matching. We had to match that, and some of that was a very natural behavior. Some of it was very forced um, because we had, to, we had to, one, understand where our teams were at. I mean, fear struck them like a bolt of lightning. Yeah. And it's something I've never witnessed before. I've never certainly experienced it personally, but I get that it's out there. And so to watch that and see that, that was a, that was a unique experience. So it's no different from what Trump saw, what anyone else in the world would see. And seeing that panic, that pandemonium hysteria right out of the gate. Uh, and then we start, like I was saying earlier, there was zero sleep. It was all reading, reading, reading. I stayed on John Hopkins CDC and OSHA almost 24 hours a day and stayed in the course of studying more leadership because I needed to figure it out. And nobody knew. There was no guidebook. There was no handbook to follow. And so being able to do that and, and being able to rise above the fear within the first seven to 10 days, I'm like, okay, we can start figuring out next steps because this isn't forever. This has a limited life, and we be able to cast that vision continually. That's really important because people still got to set goals. They got to be weekly goals. They got to be monthly goals, ninety-day goals. 
all that still has to happen. And it takes a leader to guide that process because some of those, some of the folks just are stuck in fear. Mm. I think it's a great point. I think that routine becomes so, so important in a time of crisis. People need that. And, and I think we were talking about earlier, they're craving that routine to get to kind of feel normal again. And it helps. Like John Maxwell. John yeah. Maxwell talks about a law of familiarity, right? It's you got to have some familiarity when things are, when all hell's breaking loose, you got to have some familiarity to keep you kind of on that straight and narrow path saying, okay, it'll be better tomorrow. Yep. People get stuck thinking in the moment, right? I've had people write me weekly reports telling me they need to spend more time just in the moment and not see the future. That is just disturbing to me because the, the visionary, the true visionary, is the one that can see the future and doesn't get stuck in the moment. They appreciate the moment. A lot of us struggle to smell the roses, so to speak. But if you're getting stuck in the moment, you're really not thinking about tomorrow. You're not thinking about the growth and, and what people need from you as, as a servant leader uh, tomorrow, next week, next month, 90 days from we have giant plans. We have giant growth because we have the opportunity to serve the multiple. Right? The masses need us. What we offer, they need us. We're aligned with a lot of companies. Shame on us for us to actually digress or regress in those periods of time. We have to accelerate when they need us most. We don't run. We go towards them. Push forward. We Storm push the beach. forward and we never lose sight of that vision. And so writing goals, doing studies every day, that's where I'm at. It's, uh, I still have the same exact vision I had 60 days ago. We have growth expectations that are exponential and will employ a multitude of people and families. So uh, you got to cast that vision. You got to keep very focused on that. Mm-hmm. Folks that stagger, go hold their knees. Yeah. I was listening to another CEO give a talk and and uh, he, had, he had mentioned uh, – a TED talk about being vulnerable with your team. And, you know, we always talk about us being very candid and having honest uh, conversation with, with each other. Um, but, you know, what's the best way of kind of implementing that with your team, that kind of thinking? Uh, humble. Yeah. Humble's good. <laughs> no, yeah, being question, being so. very vulnerable and being humble. Yeah. Yeah. So humility, of course, is uh, just saying you don't know. If you don't know, just state that very clearly because people can respect that. It's relatable, right? Because never nobody knows everything. And when you have a very humble conversation like that, very, very human touch, uh, Ramsey always says just add human to everything, right? Just add human, yeah. Add human. I, I think it's a great little phrase because that's the reality. You got to add human to everything. And human is mm-hmm. human there's errors and there's humility and there's a time to cry and there's a time to, to rejoice about, you know, you know, your, some of the accomplishments. Uh, I, I work my tail. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, so to speak. Uh, even though I'm a very demanding leader, I expect everybody their best. Uh, I'm also very big hearted and that's a, that's a strength and a weakness, right? We know our strengths are our weaknesses. Mm. So I, I can be very humble and very um, very candid in my conversations, and uh, I can be tearing up on the inside, and people can sense or feel that, and that's an emotional connection. I think that's critically important 
we do not know everything. We're just chosen to lead because we chose that. It's it's our calling. It's our it's our you know career path. But I, I think it's really important. Just say, tell them. I don't know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna work my ass off and be the very best that I can be with the tools and the, and the experience and knowledge I have. Uh, and I'll guarantee that 100 percent of the time, I'll work my ass off. Yeah, make mistakes. But you got to be humble about that. You got to be very candid and frank. I love that. I think it, and I think that people connect with that, and it's real to them, and they can get behind that. We're like, okay, great, that's a real person. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will follow that person. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, any any of the you know the big leaders that you talked to, seen, met, listened to, watched them on stage. Uh, John Maxwell is brilliant at this. Most people have copied his leadership style. I'm certified by him as a coach and a speaker, but it's you, you have to tell them a little piece of information, and then you got to give them a good story about you know where you're at. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that has to involve you personally. You have to tell them where, where you're really at. I'm crushed. I'm crushed the opportunity to keep accelerating where we were yeah it happens for a reason and this was a checks and balance to us uh i believe in a higher power audience i don't know what they believe i believe there's a guidance in this and i believe there's a uh, it's a it's a checks and balance and, and complacency is evil and society was becoming complacent again and here's our checks and balance it put us all in check it changed up all doing we're going to serve each other better um everybody should be feeling this right now if they're not hiding from everything then they're feeling this connection that's rising even though we have social distancing we are still finding a way to connect the folks uh just more respectful i I think we're we're witnessing a big change i'm starting to feel a shift in this now i mean even with um the limited amount of uh news i do listen to the story from the stuff I'm listening to is starting to shift. It's about people coming together. It's about, um, you know, people stepping up to help each other in, in the moment of need. And it's, and I love that. I love that. If we can get that out of going through this, this COVID thing. Great. Like you said, it's all checks and balances. And I think, I think we needed that right now. Yeah, it is a checks and balance. And, I was listening to a trucker's blog and um, he's like, we're the most thankless industry in the world. And that was a humbling moment for me to hear that because uh, I think society as a whole runs them off the road, complains because they're on the road, they're in your way. And that's just a really crappy thing in society. And then when they ran out of toilet paper and beans and rice, all of a sudden, truckers became saints. Very important. They became really important. And the reality is, is they've never not been important. They've That's right. 100% of the time since they first started driving. These types of checks and balances put things back into perspective. We start respecting people that we've grown away from or disrespected over time. It doesn't matter what your role is. Your role is worthy of respect and dignity. Truckers are no different. The janitor, the leader of the company, 
They all deserve the exact same respect and dignity. Like I always say, and you've heard me say this, treat them like you treat your great grandmother. No profanity, absolute dignity and respect. Mm. Did that to each other. It would be a very, very different world. I think we're evolving to that again. Lots of, uh, lots of humility right now. Yeah. Thank you, trucker. He's bringing that toilet. Thank you, trucker, man. Thanks for that TP. Or holding on to. <laughs> you know, in serious situations like this, I mean, for us, the things that I, I like about a relationship, we can't, we know where we keep it light and, you know, keep the humor up and keep it positive. Uh, and as a company, I think we do a really great job about that. But uh, as far as leaders go, how do you balance that seriousness, those serious conversations with keeping things on a positive note? Well, serious is a positive note. I, I don't see it as a negative. I see that as very positive. I think the candid, you know, candor is mm. extremely important. I think that's very good to have that dialogue. You can have a light uh, conversation inside of a, of a deep conversation, but growing together, crying together, having those moments of frustration together is what actually unifies a team. Yeah brings the team together. If you don't experience those, all of the emotions, if you only have good time, like going to the comedy show and you only have that experience, you're going back to the comedy show maybe next year because it was a fun one-time deal. But when you, when you have comedy, you have seriousness, you have frustration. Now you're building a relationship that's really becomes important. Yeah. You experience all of those emotions. Otherwise it's not a relationship. So just go through them. You got to go through them. And sometimes you got to have these meetings where you encourage, okay, this is a tough conversation. That's a safe place. Let's go. What am I doing wrong? What are you doing wrong? We're going to hurt some feelings. That's the emotion part of the frustration. That's going to rise up. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah. Grow. You got to go to that level of frustration from time to time <laughs> to manage it extremely well. Because when at the level that you want to play at in a leadership role, uh, you better look at, look at the politicians, right? They get attacked 50% of the time they get attacked in a negative way. 50% they are positive, right? So they're getting nasties all the time. So you have to rise above some of those conversations. Do they not feel emotion? Of course they do. Oh yeah, they do. They approach it differently. Right, they approach the the nasty a little bit differently. So it's there's no difference in business in the leadership role. If you're in a leadership role, there's going to be some nasty. If you're not hearing anything nasty, not being a very good leader, not being a good leader. <laughs> yeah. you're not taking risks. You're not taking right? that risk. You're complacent, yeah. just like the team is. Uh, you need to hear some of the pushback. The, the team needs to be able to come to you and say, "No, this. I don't think we should do it this way." You got to be able to hear that regularly. And that's yeah. A, attachment it's not a one it's not a one emotion it's a multitude of emotions to have the relationship and build one of the things i notice right now and um and i think it's just a pure necessity is uh there's a lot of companies that are just doing their best to innovate innovate how they bring product to the market innovate how they bring the service to our market um what kind of innovations do you see kind of playing out in our industry that really didn't exist before uh, Innovation-wise, I think it's the delivery of our service, and it's the uh, speed. Mm. I've always said speed is a focus. That's been my vision casting for a very long time, was the speed of which we can deliver the service. 
we don't sell a lot of product to our client. We're not selling them the best air conditioner. We're not selling them whatever those other things are specific to another trade. We're providing them a service. And the only thing we can accelerate and innovate in, in the service business is speed and data. So speed and performance and data, data communications. So we have to continually innovate in those, uh, in those two sectors for our industry um, and the offerings. So if they need something else, one of those things is you know, always having a dialogue with the client because their needs evolve, particularly today. Yeah. Are locked at home. Their needs are shifting. We need to be having a dialogue with them. What are the needs? How can we best serve? We are an essential business. We keep their stores running, keep their big box stores going. We have to be out there. We have to be to serve, but we need to know what we're going to serve. We can't keep serving breakfast if they need dinner. We need to know. <laughs> That's a fact. Although I, I would have breakfast for dinner anytime. Yeah, anything. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> well, before we wrap up, I got one more question for you. I wanted to kind of see, um, because this is a leadership series, I want to see what kind of advice you would have for leaders during this time of crisis in our country. What would be your best advice you'd give them? Uh, don't lose sight of the vision. Keep casting that vision, and you're going to hurt some people along the way. Uh, some of the folks on your team is going to feel like you're being insensitive. Um, and, of course, that's not what you're doing. You have a responsibility, a responsibility to make sure your company continues to grow. That's a major responsibility. You can't do it by fear. You have to do it as fear is guiding the process. So uh, stay the course. Cast the vision. Shore up the people that are crumbling around you. Let them stand down for a couple of weeks if that's necessary. You got to shore them up. You got to be, if you're going to lead, that means you go through the door first, hold it open and get them in there. So vision, don't lose sight of your vision. Uh, We've had two or three weeks off where we can focus on uh, just shoring people up. It's time to, it's game time. We have to get back to our vision uh, and continue to cast that and expand that so people have a growth pattern where they want to go. It's great advice. I think um, I think I think leaders are ready to get back to work and focus on growing. I think America is ready to get back to work. I know um, I'm ready for shifts, uh, so I'm excited to to hear that. It's good advice. Uh, so that's it, man. We're gonna wrap up until next time. We'll see you on the leadership series. Uh, I mean, in a couple of weeks we will get you back on. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. Have an outstanding day. Thanks for tuning in to FM Evolution. All right, guys, anyone who is listening at home, don't forget to uh, subscribe and uh, give us a comment. We'd love to hear back from you guys. Um, Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that little subscribe button and little bell for notifications so you can see us on the web when we have new episodes that come out. And thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.